0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the radio player app.
1: Simi, let's talk a little BC politics now with my guest McLean Kay. He's the editor-in-chief of the Orca BC website. Hey, McLean. Hey, Mike. Thanks, Thanks. for having me on. Thank you for coming in. First of all, let's talk about a new opinion poll Uh, out today on bc politics This one from research co it's mario canseco's outfit and he was on the show earlier today some good news here for premier john horgan with the uh, the ndp at 39 percent in this poll basically the same as the election from two years ago the liberals 30 percent so they are down 10 points from the election green party up 21 points the bc conservative party yes there is one Nine percent. What are your thoughts on these numbers?
0: Well, the one that jumps out is the BC Conservative number. Um, I mean, they've—I don't think they've pulled nine percent provincially in this province since what 2011. So I'm—I'm—I have to think there's at least some confusion of people thinking they're talking about uh, Andrew Shears, federal Conservative Party. I—I um, I mean, I—I I would struggle to think of who the leader of the provincial Conservative is. I was
1: just about right? to ask you. Do you know who the leader of the I, Conservative Party? I don't. Part? Okay, <laughs> I had to check it too. Uh, his name is trevor Bolin he is a city councillor from fort st john you could have made he that is name the <laughs> he, is, he is the leader of the BC conservative party i don't know maybe he's maybe he'd be great
0: who knows and apparently he commands the support of nine percent of british columbia apparently
1: he does should the liberals be worried about that i mean like nine percent sounds like well who cares well guess what i
0: mean maybe it goes up from there who knows i, I mean it's possible we're there we're 2 years out from a provincial election it's yeah. uh, the the poll number for the bc liberals uh, i think it was 30% it's it's right. not great news for them but it's not panic time either um british columbians don't tend to pay too close attention to whoever is the leader of the opposition until much closer to an election nobody knew much about john horgan before the last election and that was a, a problem of perception of who are you that he was fighting back then uh, and well uh, i'm sure uh, andrew wilkinson and his team wish that they were higher in this poll um, I, I don't think they're panicking
1: well, speaking of Wilkinson, let's talk about him, because one of the things that Mario Canseco brought up this morning as we talked about this is, what does this say about the appeal of this leader, Andrew Wilkinson, who took over the job last year? Your thoughts on him as a leader?
0: I think he's still growing into the job. I mean, yeah. we you kind of have to remember that he wasn't the leader going into the last election, and then they had a, uh, a leadership campaign after that. So, I mean... He's been only the leader of the opposition for half the time that John Horgan's been premier, and so as he has been sort of uh, growing into the job uh, a little slowly, um, he has uh, he's going to have he has some work ahead of him in terms of introducing him to himself to British Columbians and some of his ideas were he to form the next government. Has, hasn't he
1: made a few gaffes though? I mean, the wacky renters mm-hmm. comment that he had to walk back. Some people criticized him for giving a speech at a yacht club. That's right about real estate affordability in, in uh, on the North Shore. Has he made some fundamental unforced errors?
0: Yeah, he has made some unforced errors. I guess the question remains whether they are will amount to stubbing your toe or, or own goals.
1: Okay he's going to be my guest by the way at the bottom of the show at the bottom of this hour by the way so stick around for that. Um, the liberal the, uh, the NDP at 39% though I mean this has got to be good news for Horgan two years into a mandate uh, appears to I, I, I'm not sure you can call it a honeymoon, but certainly they're in good shape.
0: Yeah, anytime a government, can, a governing party can sort of maintain its support is is generally good. What news. do you think?
1: What is he doing right?
0: Uh, Horgan has communicated well. Um, yeah. I think in general, he's very personable. I think they have done a, a great job getting ahead and owning the money laundering issue. And um, yeah. and I mean, you can... That
1: thing's been like a wrecking ball for them, yeah. like just damaging the liberals. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean,
0: that's all been very calculated to do just that. And uh, they uh, there'll be chances for him to stub his toe as well in the next two years. But uh, as, as of right now, I imagine they're quite happy.
1: Don't you think he's kind of lucky, though, too, that he inherited a balanced budget and a strong economy? had had a caller earlier on the show challenged me about whether the balance the budget is truly balanced or not which you can argue about but the fact is the liberals balanced a bunch of budgets in a row and the NDP inherited that the economy is good that's great
0: yeah i mean lucky. he didn't just inherit a balanced budget he inherited the surplus. largest surplus yeah. the province has ever had yeah i mean that is tremendously lucky and i think even he would would agree with that
1: Okay, about the cell phone plan announcement, McLean, that was from the B.C. government earlier today, Solicitor General Mike Farn is saying they're going to do an online survey. Oh, wow. <laughs> an online survey about your cell phone bill. What is this? Uh, this is federal jurisdiction. What can the what can the province do about cell phone bills?
0: Well, absolutely nothing. Um, they can ask Ottawa to do something, and that's about all they can do. Um This was a campaign promise they made in the uh, in the name of affordability and and yes, I'm sure that most British Columbians do think their cell phone bill is too high, right nobody, nobody thinks their cell phone bill is just right or or actually I should pay more um so i I think this is kind of a yes, great if you want to fill out your survey and 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 agree with us that you're paying too much. Um, It's a nice it's a nice stunt. But I mean, ultimately, this is this is not provincial jurisdiction. He, He said, though,
1: that consumer protection is provincial jurisdiction and maybe they've got some powers there. They can force greater transparency on your bill or contract language.
0: I, and I I hope so, and um, oh. that would be nice for them to explore. But as of, I I don't see that uh, cell phone providers provide, offer different contracts in different provinces. Maybe they do, um, but uh, I, as far as I can tell, this is mostly just sort of a, a way of checking off a list of election. Processes.
1: Is this kind of a, I see a sort of see a pattern on this kind of stuff? Because now you've got this review of cell phones going on. He had the earlier announced review on gas prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've announced a crackdown on ticket scalpers. So a lot of this kind of Bread and butter sort of, you know, bills that people hate to pay. Everyone hates to pay their cell phone bill or when they're gassing up their car or they got to pay some inflated price to go to a concert they want to go to. I mean, they're very clever in hitting on a lot of these things and saying we want to do something about it. But at the end of the day, they have power to do anything about it.
0: Well, they do in some of them, I think. Uh, some of the things that are provincial jurisdiction, you mentioned gas prices. I mean, what this, could they do there? Well, I mean, I'm not suggesting they actually do this, but the single biggest contributor is, is provincial taxes. So, I mean, if they if there was a crisis, they, they could theoretically reduce gas prices in the lower mainland. Um, when it comes to cell phone bills, I mean, we're... It's I guess it's up for discussion, but as far as I can tell, this is a matter of a federal jurisdiction, and the provincial government can advocate for British Columbians and good for them for doing so, but in terms of actually making changes, I, I don't see what they would do. Let's switch
1: gears here and do a little federal politics real quickly, then we'll take a break and take some phone calls here, McLean. And I want to ask you about Jody Wilson-Raybould, the former Liberal MP, of course the former Attorney General, announcing this week she will seek re-election as an independent there is some thought that she might switch over to the federal
0: green party, but that didn't happen. That was, I mean, some thought that was heavily rumored and it yeah. turns out that she was being wooed. Um, yeah. and, uh, Elizabeth May said that she offered, uh, Wilson Raybould and Jane Philpott, both, um, the leadership of the party. Um, I guess after the election, uh, should they jump ship? And they both said no. And so I, I mean, I guess
1: you can't lay it on any thicker than that.
0: If there, you come over, well, you can be leader. Once you offer someone your throne, there really isn't much more yeah. to offer. So, I mean, it's, the Greens are trying to uh, put a good face on this, but I mean, it has to be embarrassing for them.
1: Yeah, because they were on a roll. I mean, they just won that Nanaimo by-election. They're doing well in the polls. Elizabeth May is a pretty well-liked federal politician. And, you know, this could have been a glorious opportunity for them to double the size of the the, uh, Green Caucus on Parliament Hill and really capitalize on that momentum, but it, it doesn't happen. Why do you think she's going as an independent instead, Wilson-Raybould?
0: Well, I think that um, most independent uh, candidates in this country have a really tough uphill climb, but I, with yeah. Jody Wilson-Raybould in particular, she might be one of the rare candidates whose personal brand uh, has more positives and fewer negatives than any of the major parties. I mean, it's worth pointing out that as well as uh, Elizabeth May does in uh, approval ratings, The Green Party scored, I think it was less than 4% of the vote in the last federal election, and they did not do very well in either Vancouver, Granville, or Jane Philpott's uh, Toronto area riding. And so, I mean, what Mm. seems to be the pattern here is that Canadians say they like Elizabeth May, but they they don't vote for her.
1: Okay, so maybe Wilson-Raybould is calculating that it'd be easier for her to win as an independent? I think that's absolutely true. Okay. I also wonder for your thoughts on this. I, the first thing that occurred to me was this leaves her an option to go back to the Liberals later. I mean like I mean if these wounds heal over or maybe Trudeau loses badly in this election in the fall and he resigns does this offer her a path
0: and for Philpott too to return to the Liberals. I think absolutely. It'll yeah. be much easier for them to return home, if you like, if they were independents rather than if they had joined, you know, the NDP, Greens, or or God forbid, the Conservatives, when it would have been unthinkable for them to come back. But uh, this, uh, it's easy to come back once you've been an independent. We've seen this happen in B.C. politics a number of times.
1: Yeah, you, you were ta- we were talking off air about that. Bill Bennett was, mm-hmm. was one that comes to mind, right? Remember he had that terrible uh, rupture with uh, Gordon Campbell. That's right, yeah. And was basically... He was an independent uh, MLA, but he came back under Christy Clark, to That's the Liberals.
0: Right. And uh, Blair Leckstrom as well, uh, yeah. left uh, over the HST, I think. Uh, yeah. um, both uh, he and Bennett left under Gordon Campbell, came back under Christy Clark. Um, what One BC Liberal MLA who left and joined another party, John Van Dongen, never came back. Never came back, okay. Where can people find your stuff online? At the
1: OrcaBC.ca. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. That's McLean Kay. He's the editor-in-chief of the OrcaBC website.